Hello, everybody. This is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. In this week's episode, we meet Jose Lugo, the founder and lead creative of We Are All One Story. Jose is an ex LA gang member who refound the value in his own story. He currently travels the U.S. listening to and sharing people's stories of resilience. In this interview, Jose talks openly about his story and explores his change talk, which centers around setting time in the morning to make space for what he considers sacred. I hope his change talk can in some small way inspire your own. Please note, this podcast is not therapy and is not meant to be a replacement for therapy. Please seek professional help if needed. Also, please be aware that this podcast episode discusses sensitive topics such as suicidal thoughts. I am with my friend who I've known for all of about 11 minutes. Uh, So we're going to welcome Jose. He's a new friend of mine. Jose has heard about us just through the grapevine, through the amazing work that he does. Uh, He's going to tell you all about it. I don't even want to spoil anything. So first of all, Jose, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, brother. Thanks for having me on. And welcome to the show. Um, So I'd like to just start with the question is, you know, who are you? What are you? What are you up to? How do you spend your days? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm a little, um, I'm recharging from a trip I just had. I was in LA for a week um, on behalf of our project. We are all one story. And I was uh, there listening to people's stories and getting ready to share them um, in the upcoming weeks. And um, what we do, what I do is um travel the U.S. and I listen to people's stories and I share them through our social media accounts at We Are All One Story on YouTube, Instagram, and our website, WeAreAllOneStory.net. Um, it's, you know, very uh, rewarding work. It's, uh, it's uh, a passion, a purpose, and all those positive things. Um, it's what I do every day. It's what I think about when I wake up. It's what I think about before I go to sleep. And, um, it's definitely something that keeps me going. Sounds very interesting. And so first of all, you get to travel, which sounds awesome. Start <laughs> travel the U.S. even in a COVID world. Yeah, um, even in a COVID world, yeah. It's still a big world, even, <laughs> even in the United States, right? Yeah, indeed. So you get to see the beauty of different places and, of course, sure. different people. So what's a story? You know, you say you go around getting people's stories. Yeah. First of all, what, what's the rationale behind that? What does it mean for people to tell their stories? And what does it mean for you? What, are you, what kind of people are you connecting to? And, and sort of why are you, why are you doing this? Um, you know, the rationale behind it is, is, just, is just very basic reasoning. You know, it, it's, it's going back to what we believe are inherent truths. And, um, 
you know, there's no prerequisite to anyone who wants to share their story. If you're willing to share your story, we'll go listen to it and we'll do our best to share it. Um, you know, the reasoning behind it is just, uh, you know, I was at a point in my life where I had lost the value in my own life hmm. to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. And, you know, I went through a very deep depression for quite some time and I didn't know um, you know, I had never heard of mental health as well. And so I didn't know what was going on in my head. I didn't know what was going on in my emotions. I couldn't identify what was happening. And um, I went, you know, through a pretty deep spiral and it was um, intense and it was negative. And, and, you know, I was contemplating every day, am I going to, is this going to be the day that I take my life? Mm. And, you know, during that, um, I just got tired of battling every day, whether I was going to live or whether I wasn't, whether I was going to, going to keep on living this life that I felt was, um, you know, was too, too hard for me to live. The war within my own mind, within my own emotions was, was beating me up every day. Um, and, you know, finally, um, like I was done fighting, I was done like I couldn't win. There's nothing, there's no self-talk I had in my back pocket. There was no tricks I had knew in my back pocket that could help me, you know, persevere on. And, and finally I just, you know, it was a big trap. Just, like there yeah, was no, there was no yeah. exit. You were in a, there a was, dungeon of some kind that had no way out. Exactly. And that's, you know, and that's exactly what it feels like. It seems like it's never going to get better. Like, um, Right. Like, and what was happening at that time for you? What was, you had this big battle raging on inside of you where one of the only options, and again, people have different motivations for, for wanting to take their life. But one of, one of the reasons, just too much pain, there's just too much pain, too much pain yeah. and there's no way out. Yeah. So what was sort of happening for you at that time? What was this battle that you were experiencing in the dungeon? You know, it was a battle against my own self my perceived self and my true self, my ego, my pride. Um, you know, I grew up in LA. I joined, I joined a gang when I was 16. I grew up in a violent household and, you know, to be quite frank, you know, I was physically abused from my youth into my teens. And then, you know, I in turn was a violent person to, to other people in the streets to definitely, I went to prison for five years, definitely to other inmates. Um, and that was a way of me masking all the pain I had as a kid. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, I was just a hurt kid who missed his dad and was hurt that his mom, you know, beat him. Right. And, you know, I can never. It was come a cry for help. It. Yeah, it was a cry for help. I didn't know how to deal with any of my issues. And, and, you know, finally, I had to let go of this huge ego I had created to protect myself, to, to hide behind and what was going on in my life during that depression was just a, a manifestation of everything crumbling. I, you know, my girlfriend en ended up leaving me. Um, I ended up getting a DUI. I went to jail for public intoxication. I got fired from one job, fired from another job. It's my world literally came crashing down on me. And my whole life, I had found a way to sustain by my pride and my ego, thinking that I can power through things. And during that point of, you know, the suicidal thoughts in that whole, whole period, you know, 
that this was something I was not equipped to fight. I couldn't fight it with my fists. I couldn't fight it physically. It was something internal, mentally and emotionally that I had absolutely no tools to deal with. It's that helpless, so, that helplessness when you're exactly when you're a kid and, and all this conflict is happening and you have no control over it. And so you start to develop over time. How do I gain control? So yeah. I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be vigilant and I'm going to fight and I'm going to be people, a person that people fear because that's control. Yeah. And then that goes away. And then it's, that, it, and then it, I'm right it, back it, there to this helpless child. So I'm right back to this helpless child. And um, exactly like, you know, it's, it's uh, it was, you know, because I had to de- I had never dealt with it head on. And finally, you know, going through every day, I still didn't know how to deal with it. And, where my story changed was, you know, going through in the midst of wanting to take my own life. I had remembered something that my mom always taught me and that I once believed 100% to be true that if, that I had inherent value just for being a person, Mm. that if anything else, my life had value just for that. I'm alive. I have, there's a reason I'm I'm here. here. I have something to do to give, to be. And then I, I, I was there and, and if my life had value, then that only means that my story has just as much value as well. And in that moment, I cried out, you know, I hadn't cried out to God or had a, a, any type of relationship with God, but I cried out to God and I said I was sorry and I, and I surrendered. Like I gave up and I gave in because I obviously couldn't handle these things on my own. And I think after that moment, once I told God, told the universe, um, quote unquote, it's um, the world opened up for me that I needed to ask for help to somebody Mm -hmm. or something. And after I was um, surrendered to God, I felt like I was able to receive help in many other ways. And, you know, I did um, start taking in information and I started um, dealing with my anxiety, dealing, knowing that, hey, this is uh, what you're going through, what I was going through, millions of other people are going through, mm-hmm. that I'm not alone, that we're all in this together, and that, um, and, that, and that there's really love out there, that the way I had seen the world became so tainted just because of my lifestyle and my upbringing, that that wasn't reality, mm-hmm. you know, that there's, there's That was so your own many, prison that you... Exactly. The way you learn exactly. to see the world and to perceive the people around you. Exactly. And, it's and a very after threatening that, place. Yeah. Yeah. Where you feel you have to protect yourself every day, where you feel you have to defend yourself and guard yourself. And that just keeps you right here. Mm-hmm. But when you learn to trust other people and believe in the goodness of other people, your world expands. And, you know, you know, luckily I had that happen for myself and, you know, I got to go and I'm still on this journey of, you know, not just, you know, bettering myself, but seeing the good in in every other person I come across. Right. And so going from this place of I'm on my own and I'm, I'm in battle with other people, no one's on my team to the ultimate meta sense of reaching out to God as reaching out for help for another, for a teammate the ultimate yeah. teammate, and then yeah. seeing that filter through to relationships in your life, being like, no, these people are not on the other team. We're wearing the same jersey. Yeah, We're on the same yeah. team. And, and telling yeah. the story, first of all, telling us your own story helps you clarify the values that you do have, the value of the dignity of each individual, of each person 
of reaching out for help, all of these yeah. things get encapsulated when you tell a story and you've experienced so much growth and, and, and feeling of connection and love by sharing your story. And you want to bring that to other people to share their stories. Exactly. From, the dark, also, from the dark chambers that they might yeah. be in, hopefully not. Exactly. Exactly. I feel that, um, I don't just feel, I know there's, you know, we all look for answers. The answers are more, you know, are within your own story. If you choose to look for them and you look through seat and you look at your story through the lens of love and hope and forgiveness, you know, and if you see your story, we can't change the things that happen in our past, but we sure can change how we perceive them. How we, we understand the past. How we understand them. How, how, how we, as, as you say, as, how, how we form a story out of them that's positive and helps propel us further, not keep us stuck in that trap state. And, you know, I think, you know, I think it's powerful when people look at their life in the narrative form because they start seeing that, one, they're in their, they're tru they truly are in their own story. Right. And that everybody else... They're in their own story too. So it's like, we're all on our own journey in life. And once we realize that, I think we should, you know, we can accept responsibility for our own actions. And I know I certainly blamed, you know, my mom, my dad, my upbringing on my life, on my lifestyle as an adult, when you know what, no one was hurting me anymore. It was only me hurting myself. And I was able to take that responsibility and say, hey, this is what happened then. It's not happening now. Where do I want my story to go? Right, because owning your story, not only does it help make sense and, and honestly redefine what the past means, but once yeah. you start to own your story, you realize, hey, I am in a story and I can make <laughs> yeah. the story better. I'm yes. telling a story and I'm revising the past yeah. as best as I can and I'm making a future that yeah. I believe can be even a little bit better because I am now owning the story. And then yeah. that's what you're providing for other people. Exactly. They're telling the story and then they get to the present. And now, now what? The story's still going. Your story yes. is here. It's on you. And you're here and I'm here and we've had our own stories. And, you know, I'll just tell you that I, I do on the side, outside of my work in therapy and this podcast, I do something called living memories. And yeah. I actually interview people in the post-retirement age and have them, go through their entire story up until the moment that we are in um, yeah. something I do for gifts for an anniversary um, yeah. for people that are retired. Also for younger people, um, people taking conscious control. What's happening yeah. in this moment? Where have yeah. I been and where am I going? Yeah. So we have that connection and now our stories yeah. are linked and <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, so thanks. First of all, thank you for, for sharing that uh, awesome. people listen you know, a lot of times we're afraid to share, you know, the places that we're in the chambers in, and hopefully we're not in that place. And if we are, there's a, there's a people that you can call for help. You, you yeah. can call for help and you yeah. will be strong by doing so. Yeah. So you don't have to, to be alone uh, in this. So, so thank you, Jose. And as we sort of move in and you've obviously had tremendous transformations in your own life. Yeah. And you're at a, and you are an living embodiment of like starting fresh, reinventing yeah. yourself, being the best mm. you can be. So maybe there's nothing that you ever need to change. You're, you're perfect now, right? <laughs> I'm indeed not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 
you know, I want to invite you just as a little part of your story, just to reflect on one small area, whatever it may be for you, that you want to take yourself a tiny bit better than where you are. You know, one is definitely um, being kinder to myself, being compassionate to myself. You know, I was able to have, you know, a shift in my life that's a catalyst that I'm on right now. Um, but yet there's still a lot of work to do and the work is ongoing. It'll, it'll never end. And, um, you know, that's embracing the journey, but for me on a day to day, it's just, you know, getting use also, it's, a, it, it is truly a whole new life. So it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm learning new things. And, and before I used to numb all my emotions and I used to not deal with them. If I had any type of emotions coming up, I used to try and push it all the way down. So now I just try and let the emotions, you know, do what they do. And also be aware that, man, there was a point, a grand point in my time where I didn't feel much. Mm -hmm. So the same way I can feel, you know, the ups, I feel the downs. And it's just also, you know, knowing that, you know, they come and they go. Right. And, um, you know, finding a pace, finding a pace that's, you know, that's not hectic, that's, that's kind of a pace that's obviously going to be unique to me. And, um, you know, I, I'm still working that out, you know, and, and I'm figuring that out like, okay, well, this isn't working for me or maybe I should try this. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. And, you know, I do understand that I'm learning how to live an entirely new life. And it's just reminding myself that, that I, it does feel like I'm in foreign territory sometimes, but I have the, advantage of knowing what the extreme opposite looks like and feels like and it's i have not the an advantage. off switch right yeah it's not like you go from where you were then you have the eureka and yeah. now you're an enlightened being it's not yeah. like that and you you have deep rooted patterns those bad days aren't really um they don't stack up like they used to because i do know what that leads to when because i had stacked up bad day after bad day after bad day and eventually it brought me to my knees mm -hmm. and um you know just being aware of that like i said i am fortunate to have experienced that deep depression and <laughs> i kind of know we're feeding into those negative thoughts lead mm -hmm. lead into or feeding into the um what, what i would say maybe you know you know emotions that aren't necessary like why wallow in my emotions like you know let it pass and then you know move forward instead of feeding into that feeling of disparity like i used to so it sounds like you're able to do a lot right now to get through these days where your mind is spinning into more negative places so i wonder i wonder what it really is that you would want to change if you have you know things really in this area, you're mature in some sense. You're having some bad days, but you're letting it pass. You're not getting into spirals. You're not getting into circles. You're not going into the dungeons, which no. is amazing that you're able to do that. So, Jose, what is, what is it really that you, you want to change? I mean, if, if, I mean, I would like to definitely wake up maybe two hours earlier and floss my teeth more. That's, that's <laughs> actually for serious, serious, yeah. Okay, but hold on. Does it take two hours to floss? No, not at all. So they're two different things, right? <laughs> two different things, yeah. Sure. So yeah. if you had to choose one right now for this conversation? I would do the waking up earlier. 
I mean, okay, fine. Yeah. Let's do I it. Do the waking up earlier. Yeah. So, so right now you want to wake up around two hours earlier than you have been. Yeah. Yeah. So just tell me more about that. Why, why is this coming up for you? I mean, it's just, uh, like that's actually something I really want to do. And it's something I haven't been able to do unless I'm traveling or unless I have a set, like something in the morning. Other than that, I'll wake up at right now, 10, even 11 AM. And I just feel, um, I feel that I still get everything done in the day, which of course I have to, but I just feel that I could get maybe more done or at least start the day without so much noise, you know, like, cause when I'm starting at 10 in the morning, there's already so much noise going on. And you if failed. I to wake up, yeah, I failed. It's right? 10 o'clock. <laughs> I wanted to get up at eight. What are you <laughs> and, doing? Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's something that I've been wanting to do. And, but I've always been a late sleeper as well. So I'm just trying to figure that out. But um, certainly would love to wake up two hours earlier. So right now you're getting up around 10 or 11. Yeah. And you know, it's all contextual. So for some people, they want to get up at 10 or 11. There's no battle. They're not waking yeah. up on the wrong side of the bed. But really, the day starts the night before. That's how it works. Just tell me what you're doing the night before. What's happening? The night before, yeah, you know, I've always been a late sleeper as well, too. So, um, you know, and I kind of had, you know, my mind is not literal is not really racing, but I'm I'm either on social media, mm. engaging with people through our platforms, um, looking at emails, even though I tell myself I'm not going to. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, and um, you know, it's not the most relaxed like wind down of the day. That's um, work to lot, me. That sounds like yeah. work. Yeah. And, and a lot of times how I try and mitigate that, I, you know, I, I'm fortunate to have a hot tub. <laughs> so I'll just go in the hot tub maybe for, you know, sometimes 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes. Um, come back in, shower, brush, don't floss. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you back on for that one. <laughs> so what time is it at at this point? Man, it can be, you know, Close to one. Okay. Close to one, indeed. So on average, you're going to bed at around one. Yeah. And, and before you even do this sort of hot tub routine, you're spending a lot of time in this sort of work-ish state where you're online, yeah, you're plugged definitely. in, you're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now it's all said and done. Sometimes you have a better cool down to the evening. And now Jose's in bed ready to go to sleep. And what do you tell yourself, Jose? Oh, what do I tell my when I, Oh, what time do you set I, the alarm? What's the plan the night? Oh, before? I don't, I don't have, no, I don't. I just, I mean, I mostly say what I'm grateful for. Um, oh. And, um, and you know, I don't, I conceptualize what I got to get done the next day, but real lightly, I'll conceptualize all the things I need to hit. And, but for the most part, I'm just, grateful for how I feel because I know how I felt before. Um, however, that doesn't translate into me waking up early. <laughs> so, that's a beautiful thing to be doing anyway. Yeah. The end yeah, of the day, indeed. just reflecting on what you're grateful for. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a beautiful thing to do. Um, but yeah. And then, but you know, the phone is there. 
then I'll read a news article real quick. Or two or three. Or two or three. And or YouTube. Yeah, it's just it's just something that um I think it's just going to require more of a plan on me. Like, you know, the phone is, you know, it's funny because I do a lot of the work I do. I do, you know, on my laptop and a lot of it on the phone. So it's just learning how to put the phone down as well. And just, you know, maybe picking up a book and reading. And I have been doing that and it has, you know, it's, it's actually much more calming than going through <laughs> your phone. <laughs> and um, Unbelievably more actually. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I just haven't nailed it down yet. And I just, I don't, you know, that's just one of the things that, that I don't know, maybe I'm just going to always wake up at 10 in the morning and I just got to be okay with it. So I'm just figuring well, that out. Well, too. this speaks to, you know, where you've at, where you're at, where I think it's really good. A lot of times people want to make a change and they become yeah. a tyrant, but it sounds yeah. like overall you have a playfulness to this. You're kinder to yourself about it. You're not beating yourself up and telling yourself that you're the worst person ever. Um, yeah. You do want to make this change. You do, do want to get up earlier. You do want to have a different routine with your phone at night. And by the way, I've done a, quite a number of these now. And this theme is on the pulse. People <laughs> do not know how to plug out. And there's a whole other discussion. I always have my plug in at any point in this podcast, which is check out Cal Newport's work, everybody on digital minimalism. Um, yeah. But for the purposes of this, so Jose, you see how it's really the night before where there's a connection to the next day. The connection is, so first and foremost is I'm not setting an alarm. So if you're not going to set an alarm, then if your body's not used to waking up earlier, then the game's over. Um, it's just not going to happen. So no alarm equals no wake up earlier. Is that fair right. to say off the bat? Yeah, for the most part. Right. So that's the first thing to understand. So right now it's pretty vague. You do want to get up a couple hours earlier, but it's still, it's, it's pretty vague in that sense. And now I want to get into with you, what's the benefits? What's the, the, the good things about not setting this alarm, about getting up at 10, about the lifestyle that that is about this, just talk to me about what that, what that means to you. I mean, one, there's a lot of good things. I mean, we're in a pandemic, like, I have more than enough time to get all the work I need to get done. Um, luckily, I don't have uh, a wife and kids as of now. And so my day doesn't necessarily need to be structured traditionally. Um, so there's a freedom to it. Don't get me wrong. There's a freedom to it. It's um, And there's a lot of positives. You know, I'm the type of person, as long as the work gets done throughout the day and I have the entire day to do it, you know, then, you know, that was for sure a good day. Yeah. And there's really not a day that the work doesn't get done. It's just more so um, having that quiet time. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's to, it's to get up and have that quiet time. And, and I really don't find the quiet time if I'm up, you know, the, on the flip side, that's really the, the, the benefit and what I'm trying to, to do it for is just to have that alone, quiet time, that meditation time. That stillness of, in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Instead of getting, getting up at 10 and then we got to get to work. Well, you're behind, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> slightly. So, so you, yeah. Right. So you have well, these benefits. You have a lifestyle that you, you, you get to, you meet people, you're on the go, you're working, you get things done, you know what you have to do. 
And there's a freedom that comes with not having to get up with an alarm. Right. And that's, that's enticing. It is. But I, I think I'm, I'm, I lean towards the, the, just the stillness in the morning. And, you know, I think that, you know, for me, that is something that's important to me, which is why I do want to make that transition that even though I do enjoy the freedom that I have, and I do understand that I have the entire day to get everything done, which is why everything gets done. Cause there's so much time in the day, <laughs> um, you know, but it's just, um, you know, for that stillness, that stillness that so you hit it on the dot. It's that stillness where, you know, it's just me, myself, and, you know, I do believe in God. So it's that time with him as well. And it's starting the day off. Right. And it's just, you know, that transition, you know, that's, I think that's a transition that for me is just proven not to be the easiest, <laughs> but um, it's something definitely I would like to change. And it's something that I am shooting for. You're shooting for, you know, you have the freedom that comes with it. And, but with, with that freedom, the way that you're defining it right now, there's a loss of the stillness. Yeah. And the stillness is really important. And the stillness represents time away from work, time for spirituality, for your relationship with God, time for maybe reading, contemplation, time for you, yeah. time for immersion, time for communion, just sacred time. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and that's really important to you. Yeah. And, and imagine what your day would be like if you had that at the beginning of the day. Yeah. So, so talk to me. I want to give you, I want to poke you a little bit more um, and then we'll move all into the good stuff, but a little bit more as, so there's benefits, there's the freedom potentially, even though it comes with some asterisks and, and risks themselves. What else? Like, what else do you get out of not getting up early in the morning? Are there things that you get to avoid? Are you afraid a little bit of the stillness in the morning? Is there something hesitate, hesitate? Is there a hesitation of some kind? No, no, because what I end up doing when I wake up at 10, I definitely do my uh, devotion and I still kick off my day just at 10. But there's a different feel because I have done it earlier. There's certainly a different feel where if I'm up early, I don't feel the rush of time. Mm. So when when I get up at 10, I still do the same routine. It just starts at 10. However, um, like it's at a different speed. Hit, it's like at a, little, a podcast yeah. can go at one speed. Some people yeah. listen at two speed. You might yeah, be going it's at, at a two different speed. speed. Exactly. It's at a different speed and it's a different pace. And it's not, um, I don't like feeling rushed when I'm doing, you know, the me time. Mm. And, you know, I do get it in because I understand, because regardless, I have to get it in. So I get it in. It's just, um, you know, there's something different from being up at eight and knowing that I could start my work day at 10 and that I have literally two hours just to, mm. you know, just to, to read, write, pray, meditate, and, and to really kick the day off in alignment with the soul of the day. That's the soul of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's it's amazing. With, and, and I, you know, I have that experience. I have a prayer routine. Yeah. I'm often rushing through it yeah. and, and, you know, but I, I really like what you said, which I think 
is really important to understand. And, you know, my own experience speaks that is that you have the commitment. So you're getting up and doing it no matter what. You're not only doing it when you make the space. There's no space. It's still happening. Yes. I think that that's the first thing to just give yourself a a clap for because that commitment, regardless of the time, is really it's a it's a stability it's a it's it's rooted on the ground it's you're holding yeah. on you're holding on yeah. regardless yeah yeah it's super important that it gets done and and i do have a set you know now you know it is it is every day for me like i said it's just where i don't have to feel like i hit the check mark you know absolutely and <laughs> Right. And there's that, the check mark. You don't want it to be the check mark. You want to go into the experience. Yes. Yes. But, and I want to just, maybe I'm projecting and I'm okay with that. There is a fear with the calming down, the slowing down of having, having that stillness. Um, I don't know what it is for me. I, I wonder if you are aware, or maybe I do know, but I'm just not sharing. I, I, I need, I'm being in live time, but something blocking you from, from wanting to do that slower, from not feeling rushed through it? I don't, I mean, I think everything is pushing me toward doing it that way. Um, Certainly pushing me towards setting, you know, not just, you know, even though I do get it done every day, but to make it the number one priority, everything is pushing me to make it the number one priority. I do understand you know, I do a lot of work with people's stories and within the organization. And, and, you know, I told my brothers, I said, look, the most important thing I do, honestly, is to have a right relationship with God. Um, so I understand the, you know, you know, for me personally, it's, it's, it's extremely important. But when I'm rushing through it, it doesn't feel like I'm making it that important. And um, it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, everything's pushing me towards even this conversation that we're having this conversation. I mean, this is, <laughs> you know, that's, it, it's manifesting right now. You know, everything is pushing me towards making it, you know, uh, the true bedrock of not just my day, but of my life. Um, and, you know, I've definitely made progress towards that with doing it every day consistently for quite some time now. Um, but it's, you know, take it to where it's supposed to go. And, and you know, to be honest, the times that I've had where I've gotten to be, you know, truly still and, and meditate within, you know, within my own self and the acceptance of, of life and everything that comes with it, you know, those days man, those days are unlike any other. Those days are, 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 um, peaceful in every sense. And, you know, I, I actually want that. And if getting up, that's what, if getting up two hours earlier, you know, boosts that or gives them higher chances of happening again and again, you know, why wouldn't I? It's just, you know, it's just breaking that physical habit because, you know, I've never been an early riser, but my lifestyle now, it is demanding so much more of me. And it's also accepting that demand and accepting that, you know, you know, that change that has to come at the end of the day. Right. And so I I just, when I was going back and saying, 
you know, give me more reasons why you don't want to change. Really what you're doing is just strengthening your conviction that you want this to be a part of your life. You yeah. want this to be the bedrock. You want your day to start with you and your thoughts and your mm -hmm. prayer and your relationship with God and your writing and sacred time. And, and that's, yeah. and you want that. And you are at yeah. a stage where you, you're, you're, you want to implement that. That's really, really, really important to you. And you've had experiences where you've done that and you've experienced that stillness and that peace and it's filtered and spilled into the day in a beautiful way. It's made the rest of the day better. T tell me recently about one of those times that you can remember having a little bit of an earlier start. Just tell me about that day and what it meant to you. So I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say, okay, if we're thinking time-wise, no, but if we're thinking not being rushed with my uh, med meditation and my prayer. And that's the essence, writing, right? Yeah. Getting up early essence. is just the opportunity. That exactly. presents the opportunity. A higher for opportunity. Exactly. The real um, change is I want to be less rushed in my devotional, right. Right. contemplative and spiritual uh, routine. Yeah. So tell me about a day like that. So a day like that is, um, you know, I travel often and, and, you know, sometimes those are the days where I try and, okay, let me get up, do my devotion, get my thoughts, get my prayers, et cetera. And the things I'm grateful for, obviously. Mm. Um, but then I just, we get straight into the day after that, <laughs> you know, like literally right after that, I'm on my phone. I'm taking the email that says, boom, 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 boom. We're right into it. Um, but on the opposite of that, and this isn't necessarily, this is probably me waking up, waking up at what, 930. Um, but I do set day. I do try and set a day out of the week where I do not, I am not obligated to do any type of work. Um, because, you know, it is 24-7, the work we do. My brother calls me at all times during the day, all times during the night. Um, and, you know, whatever issues he's having or ideas he has or vice versa, I call him at all, you know, at any time during the day or the night. Infinite availability. But, yeah, exactly. And But I do set a day where I'm like, hey, I'm, I don't want to be bothered. Right. Because... Me where I don't feel me working. That's also relinquishing the control. I can work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. All I would do is, is burn myself out. There's so yeah. many other pieces that are at play that, you know, the day off is also symbolic for me knowing that I'm not in control. That it's the Sabbath. It's the Sabbath. Exactly. It's releasing, releasing, all, knowing that I just have to do my part and, during the week, I did my part. Now it's symbolically the universe is going to do its part. Just and it does, every, it does every time. So it's just rest. And within that day of rest, so I have all the time to spend on the devotion. So there is sure. no rush. And, you know, those days are extremely peaceful. Mm -hmm. I get up, I write, I pray, I meditate. I always think of where I was at, of that deep depression and where I am now. And man, it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's night and day. And, and I just enjoy the day. I enjoy being alive and I enjoy feeling alive. Right. It's um, so invigorating and recharging for you. Yeah. It's filling that battery. Exactly. It's a battery recharge. And, um, you know, 
I think I part of the reason I have that is not just I set the whole day essentially, but um, you know, that day is just peaceful, knowing that I'm not in control, knowing that whatever I had to do, I got done, whatever during the week, and um, and now it's just spending time with God throughout the whole day. And what that means is spending time with my family, spending time in nature, um, spending time being grateful um, and understanding that, that, you know, everything's going to be great. (laughs) You know, you know, when I look at, like I'm saying, I have, yeah, it's that release. It's that release. And it's, it's that understanding of where I was and where I am and, and, man, it's night and day. And, and I'm grateful for that. I can, I don't well, you're, you're on the that. pulse, Jose, because the yeah. Psalm of David, there's one that says, uh, uh, the one that we say on, on our Shabbat, on Shabbat, we say a Psalm, a song for, for Sabbath. Yeah. It's good to give thanks to God. So yeah. This, this intimate link between gratitude and the yeah. Sabbath and, and the calmness and the moving away from the busyness. And yeah. what you're able to do right now is you have, as much as possible, hopefully you're able to create some sort of Sabbath. And that becomes a, a, meta, a bigger, a, micro, a macrocosm of the week. The week is six out of seven, go hard. <laughs> yeah. But then what you're really talking about right now, Jose, is let's take that divine ratio, if you will. Yeah. And let's do that in, the, in, a, in, a, in a mini day. So two yeah. hours or whatever in a day when you're awake for, who knows, 14 to 16 hours. Yeah. You know, it's close. It's a, it's a, it's sort of a nice divine ratio, if you will, where it takes yeah. that Sabbath energy and, yeah. and infuses it in a little sliver for the rest of the day. And then it's yeah. like each day is almost like a week where yeah. you have six out of seven, go, go, go. Yeah. And then you have this small piece of Sabbath yeah. every day. Yeah. How does that sound yeah, I- for you? Man, it sounds beautiful, which is why I'm trying to get there. Like, get out of this is my, my. I know things are going well. If I can tell in your face that you just get out of this conversation and go do your thing, you know, and that's that's what I I like to do. As I, first of all, obviously, I'm trying to create inspiration or facilitate your own inspiration. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just having a conversation and trying to help you finalize and define an important yeah. area of your life. So something as innocuous as we started with i want to wake up two hours earlier is really i want to have more sacred time in my life and i want to have more sabbath more connection more calmness more slowness so tell me about how you would go about doing that you know i what comes to mind for me is just that two hours is really drastic Um, yeah it is it is it is drastic indeed um do we want to start do you want to start with something a bit more manageable Because the best yeah. thing you can have is real, yeah. is people really doing what they say they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two hours is drastic. It's just symbolic so that I know I have time. <laughs> you know, right. right. But um, um, you know, versus the like, you know, even now I can do fifteen minutes to an hour, depending. Um, but I'm at the I'm at the whim of the day at that point, you know, because I am getting messages and I am getting calls and all those things, um, and I don't I'm not able to give my full attention 
Um, so it seems, Jose, are, are you open to any kind of suggestions on my end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems that one way for you to create that calm, to create that special Sabbath moment in the morning before the day starts is to have a clear boundary. Um, so for me, that involves uh, certain like screen time uh, mm. control or not opening my email or texts until a certain time of the, of the morning or yeah. just like a guarantee where I'm not going to get pulled in early on. Um, what does something like that sound like or what would that look like for you where you, you kind of know you have that time? It might not be two hours. Maybe it's a half an hour of like that real calmness, something like that. What's, what does that sound like for you? Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the implementation, the, the not being rushed, the boundary. And I think the, the phone boundary, like you said, that starts the night before. Um, that needs to start the night before for sure. And to put the phone down the night before, wake up, and that's not the first thought. You know, the first thought is, you know, the devotional time, the sacred time. and writing that out, you know, it's, uh, you know, we can start that easy. Just wake it. We could start with half an hour, you know, start with waking up a half an hour earlier and just leaving the phone face down on the counter in the bedroom, you know, boom. And getting, and you know, that's ideally, that's ideal for me right. versus how I do it. I do it all kind of you know, I do find that alone time and it does keep me going, but it's not what I want it to be, obviously. And, but I definitely think it's where we're headed. So kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so this half an hour, this sweet spot, and you know, some people have their phone off, some people just, you know, turn off email or something like that, and they still have their texts going. But, but if, but during the actual sacred time, tell, tell me what, if you had to construct this, you were going to wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning, okay? And hopefully this is going to happen. So if you were to wake up in the morning tomorrow, what would, what would the experience be like? What would it look like? Not how would you feel because you can't really control that as much, but how would you create the environment so that you do have this opportunity? You know, honestly, the creating that environment, I, it, it does start with how I would end tonight. Okay, so um, how would you end tonight? you know, hour before bed, no phone as well. Mm. If, I, if I'm going to read, I do like reading, you know, read a book um, and have that go into the morning because I got to read when I wake up. So right. um, get up, you know, obviously the basics. Uh, the basics that aren't so basic, right? The hygiene. Make, yeah, well, flossing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, don't worry, you, you don't know, have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, uh, but 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 just to note, that's not your change talk because yeah, we don't want to carry too many eggs. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but you know the basics. Start the day off. You know, I enjoy making my bed, um, praying, uh, and the hygiene, hygiene stuff, and you know maybe I make a cup of coffee. It depends how I feel when I wake up too. It depends. Um, make the cup of coffee. And then, you know, at the end of the day, after that, I just, I sit down and I get in my mental space. You know, I believe in the power of words. Words can make or break a person. 
So I try and start in a place of, you know, understanding that the information I'm intaking, that at the end of the day, it's powerful, especially when you believe to read through the lens of love, you know, to feel the presence of God, if you you want me to go there. Um, And that presence is in the stillness. Mm, Still small voice. Yeah. Not even a voice, just creating the calm. Yeah. Just creating the calm. calm. You know, going through my readings, my writings, Mm -hmm. my thoughts for the day and, and whatever I may have in here, you know, letting it out and just get the day started. And I think, I think I don't, I wouldn't, I've been going, you know, if we're going to talk ideally, I've, I've, I've been going usually right after that. I mean, I do it in the office. So, and I like that because it is, it is um, connected to me. And, um, but instead of going straight into the hard transition, you know, maybe like <laughs> do five push-ups to do the break. You know what I mean? Right. It's, <laughs> like, it's like taking, it's like going from pajamas to work clothes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's important in the COVID world to create those routines that aren't necessarily yeah. the same um, yeah. when then, when you do go to the office. So yeah. Jose, you have something going with you. And, and when you were even saying an hour before, I was saying amazing, but I was saying too much. What I'm mm-hmm. really interested in is, is something concrete for you. And it sounds like getting up half an hour early. And how long do you want to have the phone there? Like, for instance, you can put a timer, 30, 45 minutes. Let that time be what it is, but it's that yeah, sacred right. time. So, so how would that look? So regardless of what happens the night before, because obviously that's important, but just, you know, how like you're doing it no matter what, you're committing yeah, your yeah. prayers. So this next commitment for you sounds like it's getting up half an hour earlier. Right. So what, and, and maybe that means an alarm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're maybe. open to that. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever it is, how long, not to put a complete ceiling on it, but how long do you want to make sure that you facilitate sacred time? How long do you want the sacred time to be? as a cat. I don't know. I don't know because it varies. Right. It varies. And I'm, I'm not a strict, um, you know, I wouldn't put a cap on it. I mean, luckily I work for myself. So, you know, right. I do understand that it's pretty important time, but I wouldn't, um, what about a minimum? What about like, you know, because you want to, you want to create a frame where you're not rushed. Right. Exactly. Like when you're exactly. writing a test and you know, you have exactly. two hours. I just, different. yeah. The, you know, it would be waking up a half hour earlier, but I think that it's like around an hour. Like mentally, I would give like it's an hour. Like, and sometimes, yeah, like, and it, I can very well be done in 20 minutes. Sure, but you're not, <laughs> but, 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 it's, but you want to, yeah. you don't want to ch- do the check mark all the time, right? Right. Yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, just giving myself enough time. You know, I do a lot, you know, it's really having a feel for the day too and mm. a feel for the time. So, you know, I think if, you know, we, the half hour earlier, I think that's a setup for success right there. And um, start with that. I think you normally I like in my head for sure. I like to have at least an hour to, you know, to do the sacred time and all those things. Yeah. But you're talking more about like, you have to have your phone down for X amount of time. 
I'm no? just trying to, I'm trying to help you yeah. just move from, you know, cause people have conversations about change all the time. Yeah. And I'm just trying to help you say, and you, you know, there's no, there's no rule book per se, but like, yeah. just a, a, like, even just saying that you're going to get up half an hour earlier. Yeah. I think that's, that's a thing. Like, that's a yeah. big thing. Imagine yeah. you did that. Yeah. Forget about the rest of it. Yeah. Forget about how long your phone is on its side or how long you're not on your email just maybe you can commit that to yourself in some way as best as you can to get up half an hour earlier or to choose a time yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, get up in the morning everything else you'll slowly get there i think that's the building block <laughs> half an hour early well we'll start there yeah start yeah. there so so what we'll time would that there. be for you I mean, it would be nine thirty. It would be. I think I would be up. I think I would want to do it where I'm up at eight forty-five. You said nine thirty though before. <laughs> yeah, but then it's to get the day. It's like that half hour is for the. I mean, it's a feel. Like I gotta feel it. It's just. Yeah, I think maybe nine, eight forty-five, nine. I think I would need to like literally start physically up. Yeah. 8.45, 9. I wouldn't want to rush into the routine either. So 9 a.m. wake up. Yeah, 9 a.m. wake up. Boom. Boom. That's easy. It's <laughs> everything else, there's no yeah. other expectations. You're just planning to get up at 9. I, at the end, I sort of do this. And I know it's kind of redundant a little bit when I'm really pushing for a, a piece to really hold on to. It's really only because everybody knows how hard it is to, to make changes. It is, yeah. You build so much confidence when you do one little thing right. And often yeah. we think way too big. So for yeah. you, just waking up at nine, there's no other expectations right now. Yeah, I'll take it. Take it. See where that goes. So something I do at the end where for me, picking my lips as I wanted to do that, as, a, as the desire was coming up, as the itch of needing to pick came up, I just had the analogy of the hands are behind my back. Mm-hmm. Nothing I can do. My hands are behind my back. What do you want to like, what's that key punch? If you had to summarize this entire conversation, all of your change talk into like an image or a thought or a phrase, what would it be? I'm not sure. I mean, it's more like I see myself at peace in the morning. Mm-hmm. Peace at nine. Yeah, peace at nine. And that is beyond worth it. Peace at nine is worth your time. Peace at nine is worth <laughs> my time. <laughs> Or just peace at nine or just something tiny that just says it all for you. You know, sacred time. Yeah. Sacred time. Includes it all. Yeah. All right. So Jose wants to just create more sacred time and he's going to take one little step towards making that a bit better for him, which is to get up a little bit earlier, see where that takes him. So I wanted to thank you so much, Jose for your time, for coming in, for sharing your story, for empowering other people to share their story, for empowering other people to take more of the reins of their lives through sharing their story. And of course, for sharing your change talk, which we always hope can ignite and inspire the change talk of others. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields Tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song 
people change.